Katie. I'm Erica. And this this is is Book Talk. Hi, Erica. Hi, Katie. Welcome to Book Talk. Book Talk is a weekly podcast. We read a book over four episodes. Um, We read about 75 pages a week on our own, and then we chat about it on our weekly podcast on Sundays. Today we are reading, we're talking about part two of The Guide by Peter Heller. Katie, do you want to give us a quick summary of what happened in this section? Yes. So we start at this section with Jack and Allison in the lodge and they notice two of the other guests seem weird, really sick and almost hungover. Um, They go on multiple fishing trips and throughout their time together we find out that Allison was also bird watching and heard the really creepy possible owl, possible human scream. They both start to feel like something is going on. Um, Jack climbs up into the woods one day on his own and realizes the lodge is actually connected to the property next door and the staff is traveling between them. Allison and Jack go into town out of sight of the lodge and they start to talk about what they think is going on. Jack is getting more and more creepy, sinister vibes as he watches Shay take about 20 trays off property. He confronts her about it and she tells him, despite her NDA, that this is a rehab for the rich and famous, which still doesn't feel fully true. And we end this section with uh, Jack listening to the extremely creepy voice memos from Ken. I think I said the word creepy 10 times because I'm creeped out this entire section, this whole book. Yeah, something is not right in Colorado or wherever we are. Colorado. We're in Colorado. We're in Colorado. This is just getting, like, worse and worse. I feel like this section is doing a good job at building the tension even more. So now we know Mm -hmm. we have this extremely creepy, to use your words, encounter with this woman running down the side of the road. Oh, my God. The girl on the side of the road. And then getting tackled by the police. I mean, why are we tackling her? This girl is... First of all, she's in a hospital gown. She doesn't look good. She probably doesn't need to be fully tackled. I mean, she's just like the vision of her like gown opening and she's just like naked and she's obviously not doing well and she needs to be like brutally apprehended by these police officers. Also, where is she escaping from? And then the sheriff turns around and takes her back to the lodge. Or in the direction of the lodge. Correct. But he doesn't take her into town. So that's a creepy thing. The second weird thing that happens is Shay has this delivery of 20 meals somewhere or trays Mm -hmm. up all this food and coffee to take somewhere and we don't know where she's going i'm also kind of amazed at how shay is able to whip together these amazing meals yeah five-star resort and it's just shay i feel like this is that part's uh this is like whenever you see chefs in media though there's one of two things either they're realistically able to feed all these people these extreme meals constantly or they like have a life neither of which are true so i feel like it's un- unrealistically portrayed that's a that's an ongoing trope that's funny i can't watch any show that has a chef in it without jason being like oh look at that chef just like cooking dinner at 9 p.m in a restaurant for his new girlfriend that he sees every day that's a lie <laughs> it's true though um i yeah i want to know what's going on i feel like also Two more creepy things about the separate lodge. So she's like, yeah, it's four people who are, it's actually like a rehab center. But also some people are here to fish. I feel like that doesn't make any sense because if you're a rich and famous person who's trying to escape whatever the hell this new COVID is, which we can talk about, but like you're trying to escape that, 
why would you go to a rehab? You have all the money and connections in the world. So if you're truly just there to fish, like if Allison's not in rehab, why would she go to a rehab? Why wouldn't she just but she go doesn't to a, know. I know, but don't you think like somebody would be, I just don't understand how you end up with a couple people who are like legit here to fish and other people who are like here for a rehab. It just seems weird. Because she doesn't know it's a rehab. It's supposed to be a fishing lodge. That's the front. Yeah, I so get it's it. Like, That's fair. If there is a front, people should be coming there to actually like get their car washed or do their laundry. And it's only certain people okay. who know what it is. That's fair. Know what's going on. I just feel like it seems a little bit unbelievable that they're, I don't know though. I don't know. I feel like it's so creepy. And then also in the voicemails, he's like, the kids. What kids? Okay. So wait, we need to back up a little bit to talk about this, like, the just overall setting of this part of the book is in a kind of like dystopian COVID world. Yeah, I think it's in a near future. We talked last week about reading books post-COVID and how we sort of don't want to read them, but they're realistic and it's going to have to be in every book that talks about 2020. And originally we thought this was something different. Now in this section, we learn we're just like maybe 20 years down the road where they've had a number of different variants and a number of like exposures and containment and different countries have responded differently. There's, it seems like there's like different vaccines that have come Mm -hmm. up for different variants and and different therapies. And what I really liked is how this has driven what is like high status or what is a desirable vacation Mm -hmm. from you're traveling all the way you know, to Europe or you're going to Asia or you're doing all of these social things or going to big cities. And now we are in this world where a big city is a liability and mm-hmm. everybody just wants to be in spacious, like serenity mm-hmm. alone. They and that's really out. interesting. I think that is potentially like, you know, with climate, with COVID, that these pristine natural places are going to become where we go to escape where people who can afford it go to escape right exactly which is like really the elite i think it's also really interesting how this is a dystopian near future book and they're like and the u.s still doesn't have it figured out yet still this uh radical individualism is ruining us i'm like wow call it as it is peter heller okay we're not ready (laughs) like damn we're not done with this one yet can we at least survive covid before you start telling us that we will never figure this out and start looking into dual citizenship. But I think that it seems like a more extreme version of obviously COVID. And I just, I can't figure out the connection between these novel viruses they're seeing and what they're doing with these people at the lodge. Oh, what do you mean you can't? I can totally see what okay, they're doing. Tell me. So what are they doing? Also, I mean that I can't. So <laughs> that's what I mean by that. The millionaire billionaire owner guy, Den? Mm-hmm. Den. Den is in like pharmaceuticals, but has had like a number of high profile failures. So I think what he's doing is like illegal experimental testing of a vaccine, of a treatment, of something related to the viruses, but he's doing it in this kind of desperate and illegal way, potentially to speed up or improve like a cure or something that's going to make him money. Cause he's in the pharmaceutical yeah, space, he is in the pharmaceutical but we know he's not doing well. Right. So he's like getting desperate. So you still think it's like this altruistic motive where he no. wants to like find a cure and help them. So he's doing it in a really shitty way, but you think it's like, because he wants to find a cure because he wants to get rich. He wants to get rich. He wants yeah. To he wants to rich. stay rich. Probably. Right. Well, he's already rich. That's true. He flew in on a helicopter from London or something. Um, yeah. Okay. That's one interesting theory. 
I just feel like it's something. That's probably it. But it seems like it's something worse. I don't know what it could be, though. I feel like it's going to be something with pharmaceuticals. But maybe it's just. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Now I can't stop thinking about that. That's probably it. I don't know. We figured it out. Unless that's the unless that's the first card flip, and it's really a couple more card flips. My only thing about this is, why would he be experimenting on people who are rich, who have the means to, if they survive, come for him? Because it's not just Allison. Everyone that is there, like Will and Neve or whatever their names are, I mean, they're also wealthy. If you're going to experiment, like, tradition would tell you it would be on people who are who can't retaliate who are poor who are not able to have any recourse or escape i mean allison leaves campus multiple times like she could easily so good other people probably other times easily tell somebody so it just seems interesting that like the ideal population for this would be the rich and the famous you're not thinking deviously enough i need you to put on your like billionaire uh evil mastermind hat and then think about this i can't find that one the kids (laughs) or the young people are the 20 people who are getting the trays of food those are the people who are getting experimented okay so those people are not rich and famous exactly okay the rich and famous people are getting will and neve the rich and famous people are getting early access to this experimental treatment by paying extra to get this sort of whatever he's cooking up. Okay, so you think Will and Neve are not a part of the experimental, but they're here and they're like, okay, we heard it's working with them, so we want to get the treatment. They're not in rehab. The rehab is fully a ruse. Yes, the rehab is fully a ruse. They are getting a treatment, but they're getting something from these young people. I bet they're getting, like, antibodies that are harvested from them after they've been exposed to COVID. Yeah. Well, then what is Allison? She's just part of the – she just is, like, a She's part of the front. She's the front. She bought in – to the fishing expedition but maybe maybe she hasn't maybe she knows more than we think she does maybe she's trying to figure out what jack knows Mm, poor jack okay that is my question for you what do you think about their relationship jack and allison progress a lot in this section Mm -hmm. do you think it's genuine are you rooting for them do you think they're actually going to hook up what's coming for them I think they're definitely going to hook up. I hope they hook up. But I also, I feel like it's genuine, but I can't tell if that's because that's what this storyline wants me to feel or if that's what I actually think because so many things are happening that I don't really know. I feel like we're a little dazed and confused because there's lots of different friends and things that are going on. So I want to just hope that Jack and Allison have this like genuine connection. And I think that they do have a connection. So I, whether there's something else going on, I think they definitely have some sort of connection um, to each other and they like see – they're like in a comfortable companionable companionable experience with each other but I don't know if that's like a front yeah like you said for Allison to get information or it's not for Jack I feel like he's he's genuinely connecting I don't think he's like in on this plan or anything I think he's kind of like the bystander who's hopefully gonna figure it out and like save everybody but I don't know if Allison is I could see I hope and I think that she'll be his accomplice in it what do you think same basically I think I want to believe that they have something that's genuine and I want to believe that she will help him figure it out she's already Mm -hmm. doing that pushing him to like combine the data that they have to figure out what each of them has seen what each of them know they're trying to solve this puzzle together right I think that part is not the twist right okay I think that part's like they're gonna work together to figure out the twist I think there's enough other creepy things going on here um Okay, so then 
so full disclosure, I stopped reading 10 pages earlier than I was supposed to because I read the schedule wrong. So then I had to read this last part by itself when he finds the phone, which is like the most dramatic part of this section. What did you think about Ken's voice memos? Terrifying. <laughs> Truly ter- terrifying. So do you think Ken's dead? I audibly gasped when he found the other phone. That's when I realized I didn't read enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, I didn't gasp. I must be missing something. I think it's pretty straightforward. Ken is dead. Ken, is, Ken, Ken is was dead. the boot. Yeah. 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 Ken's the boot. Okay. Making sure we're on the same page. And he mentions how Kurt specifically hires people like Ken, who's stolen, and like Jack, right. yeah. who's had these mysterious deaths around him, or the death of his friend, which seems mysterious enough, I guess, mm-hmm. to seem unreliable. Well, just people, I think, who are like a little bit knocked back on their heels, whether it's yeah. because they can't get another job easily or because they're drowning in their own grief and they can't really like piece together the piece. Like, I think he's underestimating Jack a little bit in that and thinking he like can't really piece it. I don't know. Or maybe he can make him unemployable after if he does say anything and Jack can't climb out of that. I feel like he's looking for people who need who need this job more than they need them alive which also seems like what shay is dealing with yes shay is very cynical because she's still young but she's clearly done some things or she's seen some things Mm -hmm. that makes her stay at this job Mm -hmm. yeah otherwise i don't know why she and shay's interesting too i'm like why is she staying here and again i feel like there's gotta be some kind of like blackmail or something he's holding over their heads because i don't know why else she would stay especially if she can cook five-star meals for all of these people i mean i we can hire her her for that spread we can hire her Mm -hmm. the voice memo has really catapulted the story now now for sure jack knows something is wrong right i also love that him and allison are talking about it and he's like you should leave and she was like what do you mean this is just getting interesting i know i was like oh (laughs) i'm like girl you're about to die yeah yeah, I do feel like she's going to be the casualty. I think Jack's going to make it. Jack said too much bad happened to him. I mean, he's not going to make it out of this unscathed, but I do think he'll make it out of this alive. But yeah, shit got real with those voice memos. So now we know people are dying. There's kids involved. Something's happening at the lodge. All of Jack's premonitions are correct. Things are just truly getting creepier. Okay, well, next week we are reading chapters 8 through the end of chapter 11. Can't wait to see what happens. Fingers crossed. For Allison and Jack to make it. Yes. Live and together. Okay. I just got back from Portland, and when I was in Portland, I went to Powell's Books, as you do when you're in Portland. You have to. And I was wearing this, like, neon lime green sweater, and I happened to walk past Jeff Vandermeer's Annihilation, which also has this, like, bright lime green plant-looking thing on the front of it, and I bought it just for that. And it is wild. Really? What kind of book is it? It's totally sci-fi-ish. But it's like a sci-fi psychological thriller. And I'm not usually a huge sci-fi person, but I really appreciate them when they're done really well. And this Mm. is like dystopian. It's creepy. It's also beautiful. So I think I told you about the setup for the book, that it's these four women 
I think I told you oh, yeah, in real yeah, yeah. life. Mm-hmm. It's these four women who go into this Area X. Okay. Which is this like government sanctioned off area where something is happening and they're on this expedition to try and figure out what. And there's all this organic life that is taking over this area. And the way she describes it, the main character is just like stunning. It's so like lush and beautiful, but also incredibly dangerous fascinating it was so good i don't want to read it now it's the first of a trilogy so Mm -hmm. i immediately bought the second book right and the second book is more about the people who have designed the expeditions so you're not on an expedition at least i don't think so it's more about who is sending people on these missions and like what this kind of authority is okay i want to read that it sounds interesting enough okay out of the norm but i really liked it well that's not out of the norm but that is on the norm that checks Uh, out (laughs) The second book I finished is Deacon King Kong. Oh, yeah. Which I started a while ago. It's a library book. I have really been wanting to read that. But I've heard kind of like mixed reviews. Did you love it? It's not my favorite style of book. It's definitely super character driven. I don't know if character driven is even the right way to describe it. There's so many characters and they're so vivid and it's so funny. And it's more of just like a television series where you're like, I cannot believe that this is happening. This character is so funny. This setting is so insane. I can't believe that just happened. Like it's more like that than it is super, super deep. Mm. And you know, I like the super, super deep. Books. Yeah. Yeah. You do. Blender books. You know? Yes. Um, I also just read a book which comes out on October 5th. Um, it is the neighbor's secret by L Allison Heller. And it was so good. I feel like you're going to love it. You need to read it. It is it's like a neighborhood kind of community thriller. Um, I can't think of like a book to compare it to, but it's really about suburbia, kind of like good neighbors. Um, but I thought it was better and more realistic, like a classy version of good neighbors kind of, um, and less definitely more like high surface level and less like really everybody there is evil, less dystopian and more realistic suburbia and the drama that comes with it. But you know, there's the good, like, murder thriller situation happening as well um like that you know in the first section like the very first page you read about a vandal you're like who could it be so I thought it was really good and I'm excited to see what else they've written and yeah you should read that okay everybody else buy it October 5th so exciting I know so exciting to read our first book before it was out I can't wait to read it what else are you reading right now yeah, right now I'm reading Verity by Colleen Hoover. And then also I started Normal People by Sally Rooney, which I feel like I've always am debating if I should pick up a Sally Rooney book because people have pretty polarizing views about her and her writing style. But so far, I think it's fine. I know she doesn't write with quotation marks, and I feel like it doesn't really – I feel ambivalent about it. I'm like, it's fine. I can still get when they're talking. So I don't know if people are so upset about it. Yeah. It's cute so far. So I'm going to read Normal People. Um, yeah, that's it for now. What's next on your list? I don't know. What am I reading? I know. I feel like I'm not actually reading. You're reading eight books. I could give I'm you a I'm reading too list. many books. Yeah, you're reading a lot. I'm still reading Michael Pollan's book. I'm still reading Blood Meridian. I don't know. I think those are the majority. Those are the next two I'm going to finish because those are the, like the closest to the end. So okay. next week I should have a review on those books. Yeah. I'm reading like eight books at the same I time. I don't know why. I need, to, need start to start closing. Some. Yes, yeah. I need Get to close the chapter. So apologies if you look at my Instagram and it seems like I've read a book a day because I'm checking these books off, but I'm finishing them. I started them forever mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. See you all next week. Book Talk is made by me, Erica Bailey, and Katie Cheney, with production support from Dan White. Our theme music is by Dan White. We'll see you next week.